Welcome to Catch the Fire London podcast. We hope as you listen to this message that you will encounter God's transforming presence. Falake! Come on up. Okay, why don't you all stretch your hand out to Falake? And this is the bit where you, you're going to get what you give right now, okay? That's the deal. That's why we pray. Like, Flacco is amazing, but Flacco with every one of our prayers is even more amazing. And so if you don't feel that the preacher is what you wanted to say, then you just didn't pray well enough, okay? I'm joking, kind of. <laughs> Holy Spirit, we thank you for the gift this family that Flacco is. We thank you for the incredible woman God she is, the way that she reads scripture, the way she hears your voice, the way she diligently serves you, the way she serves this family, Father. We honor you for her, and we thank you for her. We thank you for the incredible powerhouse in the kingdom she is, God. We thank you for the amount of darkness that's been shifted in this house through her words, through her stance, through her action. We thank you for every life that's been pulled up to a higher level through the words you've given her to speak, Father. And we ask, would you just pour out your spirit in greater measure right now upon her would you get her with abundance right now that she would be wading through a beautiful thick presence as she preaches today and that god you would release the words for her to speak with such accuracy today that we'd be never the same again in jesus mighty name amen Amen. thank you sir amen Amen. could you please let me lift this up i know i'm short but not that short (laughs) thank you thank you very good thank you sir good morning church God is good. All the time, time, God is good. Hallelujah. Amen, 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 amen. And I'm so sorry I couldn't make it yesterday. Um, But next one, by the grace of God, we will try our best to be there. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Um, Blessings, good morning. Pastor Steve and, and Chloe and Dan and Ashley. And all the elders and the leaders of the house and all the members and this family officially saying good morning. I'm going to be talking about I believe in the power of the tongue. (laughs) It's amazing how (laughs) since I started um, working on this preach for the past two weeks, I've been watching everything that comes out of my mouth. And everything that comes out of people's mouth, I'm thinking... Because there's so much power in our tongue, but we do not realize it. We say things flippantly, carelessly, because it's a joke, and we don't know the power that we have in our tongue. We don't know the power of what people say, how we can affect what we say, can affect people, and not only affect them now, affect them for years to come, except they break it. So today, the Lord is aligning us and aligning our tongue to the way he wants us to speak because he has ordained us with power and the power to speak and to proclaim. And we have that power and we're going to be using it rightly because now we know the truth of the power that we have. And I know we all knew it before because I knew it before, but just preparing for this made me think, wow. I'm not using my power rightly sometimes. Sometimes I get carried away. Lord, help me to come in alignment with you. I remember when I was about 21, 22, I think between those two years, I used to work in a supermarket called Gateways. How many people know about Gateways? Ah, yeah, the oldies. 
I knew the oldies we know about it. <laughs> so I used to work in gateways, and um, I had a colleague, big, huge man, and he used to bully me. And he, he did it for a long time, but I just used to pray about it, ignore him. I didn't even take much attention, but sometimes he used to make me fear. And um, this particular day, I used to work in the canteen at the time, and I used to manage the canteen, and... Um, he asked me, I was passing by, he asked me to make him a cup of tea. And I said, the manager said, we should not bring the mugs to any other room than the canteen. If you want a cup of tea, if you come into the canteen, I will surely make you a cup of tea. And he said, if you don't make me a cup of tea, I will make sure you're sacked. And um, as I was walking by, I just ignored him. Then he just came on me, greater is he that is in you that is in the, than he that is in the world. So I turned around and I said, you will be sacked. And that was Friday, and I walked off. I came back on Monday, and I said, where is he? And he said, they said he was sacked on Saturday. <laughs> oh, my word. I was so scared. And I thought, wow, there's so much power in this tongue. I didn't know it. On Saturday, you know, I know <laughs> it was sacked. And I tell you, there's so much power in our mouth. So much power in our mouth because because of the fact that even look how long we've spent in worship today, and there's been shift in our spiritual atmosphere because of the worship we did. So we we're living here dosed with power. So we need to be very careful what we say and what we do. Amen. Proverbs 18 verse 20 says, "Wise words satisfy like a good meal." You know when you have a good meal and you say, "Hmm." Wise words satisfy like that. The right words bring satisfaction to us. It brings satisfaction. When you speak a right word, just imagine a child that is panicking and afraid, and you just speak a calm, nice word. The Bible says a gentle answer turns away wrath. So when we say, I believe in the power of the tongue, what we are saying is, I believe in the power of my words. Because the tongue is the one that is used, the Bible uses it to refer to your words. So sometimes you hear words, sometimes you sit, hear tongue. But it's that tongue, that little instrument in our mouth that is so dangerous for good and for bad, can create and can destroy. Proverbs 18.21 says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. You could speak death and you could speak life. They're in the power of your tongue. Those who love it will eat its fruit. If you love it, if you love, if you love the things that you speak from your mouth, you will, speak, you will eat the truth. And if you speak negative, you will eat the fruit. So wherever we speak, we are going to create an atmosphere, create something by what we, we speak. Our tongue is so powerful, it can birth or kill. When we talk about tongue, we mean the, the words that come out of our mouth. It can birth or it can kill, it can destroy, just by words. Just by a parent calling a child a negative name for a long time, that child will start behaving like that name. That child could become the most foolish child on earth, not because that's how God made them, because that's what you call them. So we need to change what we say. We need to change how we look at things. We need to change what we call people. We need to change what we call ourselves. The Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Sometimes we are not saying it, but in our heart, you see yourself as the most stupid, dumb person on earth. And you hear people say they are dumb. No, you are not. I always say, no, you are not. When people say they are dumb. No, you are not. You might not be clever in... You might not be gifted to think, but you are not dumb. You've got another gift. We are not dumb. Amen. Somebody say, I am not dumb. I am not useless. 
I am very, very useful. I am very, very talented. Amen to that. Amen. We need to keep speaking it. It doesn't matter what we see. What are we agreeing with? What are we partnering with? That word I learned from Chloe, I can never forget it in Jesus' name. She said, do not partner with it. And I just like the phrase because sometimes we partner with so many things. We partner. You hear a nick. One, um, one man, preacher was preaching and he said um, somebody went to the hospital and he was sick. He went to the hospital. He went standing up. By the time they told him the long name of what is affecting him, he left it like this. And it's just power of words. It can cripple people. It can destroy. Amen. To speak death is to speak... No, sorry. To speak life is to speak God's perspective of any issue. So what, how does God see that issue? When you speak life, you are seen as God is seeing. Sometimes you, you are shaking and you are still speaking life. And you say, I'm not going to speak this death. I'm going to speak life. But you've just, create, you've just created what God is saying about that issue. But when you speak death, you speak negative. When you speak death, you speak the devil's perspective of the issue. So how are we partnering with God or with the devil? When we speak death, because God, the Bible says that um, um, Jesus came to... John 10, 10, it's just gone. To kill, steal, and destroy is what I can remember. Jesus came to give life, thank you, and life more abundantly. So when you speak life, you are speaking Jesus' language. But the devil came to bring death, to still kill and destroy. So when your words kill, steal, and destroy, you have just partnered with something. Amen. So negative words, when you speak defeat, when you declare defeat, or you're constantly complaining, it's amazing. Since then, I've been thinking something happened in the in my school on um, during the week, and uh, and I said something, and I thought, no, straight away, whether it's embarrassing or not, I cancelled it just as I said it. And we need to cancel it boldly, as you said that mistake. If the devil push you to say it, God push you to cancel it. Uh, if you say, oh, I'm so dumb, say, oh no, I'm not dumb. I'm very very wise. Straight away, cancel it. It's the power of words. Cancel it. Amen. God has given us the anointing to cancel it. Amen. First Chronicles chapter 4 verse 10. It's a story about a gentleman called Jabez. Much wasn't said about him. But, and Jabez, Jabez means sorrow. So the mother was in pain and named her son sorrow. Called, so Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Hold that you would bless me indeed, and enlarge my territory, that your hand be with me, and that you would keep me from evil, that I may not cause pain. So God grant him what he requested. His mom called him sorrow, so he just went everywhere causing pain and sorrow. Well, and just imagine if all of us are anointed and we call this child sorrow every day. Look at how many people in this house calling him sorrow. I don't know what your name is, but some names need to be changed. Because if you're calling a child sorrow every day, the boy was causing pain. But God granted his heart desire. I don't know what your heart desire is today, but we need to say, Lord, change this situation in my life. I don't want this anymore. I want this to be changed. I want this name to change. I want this character to change. This is not my destiny. Yeah. Amen. 
we, this is not my destiny. We are aligning our lives to God. We are using our tongue to change what has been created. We are using our tongue. I remember when I was in secondary school, one of my classmates, uh, uh, I, when I was in secondary school, I suffered from dyslexia. And, um, and sometimes when I read, you can see I have to take my time to sound the word out because all of a sudden I could just not pronounce it, but I would pronounce it. I'm not letting nothing stop me from being who God has called me to be. And um, when I was in secondary school, this girl said something very negative about me. And for years, that word haunted me. And I had to, every time I cancel that word, I cancel it, I cancel it. Words are so powerful. You could say something to your classmate and say, oh, you are the dumbest in this class. And for, for a long time, that could haunt that child. So we need to be very careful what we say to people and what we say about ourselves. Amen. And what we think as well. Because, you see, if you don't get rid of... Um, Ashley spoke about think, getting rid of thinking, stinking. Yes, stinking, thinking. If we don't get rid of it, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth would speak one day. So we need to get rid of it. We need to pull it out of our lives. These words are not mine. I refuse to accept this. I refuse to accept that all my aunties are single and so I would be single. I refuse to accept this person, my daddy had this, my mommy had it, so I would have it. I reject it in Jesus' name. I will not have it. Even if I see symptoms, I still do not have it. I refuse to accept it. I refuse to speak it. That doesn't mean that we are ignorant. No, it doesn't mean that. It means, Lord, I can see symptoms of whatever, but in the name of Jesus Christ by his stripe I am healed. My knee is healed. I am calling life to my knee. Not going around saying, oh, this knee is going to be the death of you know, of me. This knee is going to God forbid, I refuse it. This knee you will serve me until Christ calls me home. I am not going to have a third or fourth leg. I am going to walk. We just keep pronouncing what God says. We keep birthing life. We keep speaking life. Amen. Just, uh, um, when you know in the olden days, the old doctors, um, before they analyze your sickness, they would ask you to show your tongue. Isn't it? They say, show your tongue. So just as an old doctor d determines a patient's, um, a, isn't it? Oh, do you know? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> We've got an expert in the house. <laughs> um, so just as an old doctor examines a, patient, a patient's tongue to assist his diagnosis, so James tests a person's spiritual health by their conversation. So how is your conversation like? That shows your spiritual state of mind, your health, your spirit, our spiritual health. It really shows amazing. I've been thinking, oh God, what's my health like? You know, when everything you see is from the negative... Instead of you to say, oh, this is half full, you say, oh, this is half empty. And everything you see is from the negative point of view. God is examining that. That is our spiritual state of mind. We need to start changing it. You know, the beautiful thing about God is that he, does, he didn't come to condemn. He, come to, he came to redeem us. So when we hear a word like this and you want to feel condemned, don't feel condemned. Oh, I've been, I've, been, I've been equipped to not speak negative. I've been equipped to cancel the negativity I spoke yesterday. I've been equipped to cancel what my dad used to call me, what my mom used to call me. I've been equipped to cancel it, not to be condemned. Never be condemned. He didn't come to condemn us. He came to equip us, to correct us, to teach us, to rebuke us, but not to condemn us. Amen. James 3, verse 1 to 12. Dear brothers and sisters, not many 
of you should become teachers in the church. For we who teach will be judged more strictly. I leave that for the, the senior pastors to talk about. <laughs> I let us, the junior ones, just talk about the rest. <laughs> Indeed, we all make many mistakes. For if we could control our tongue, we would be perfect and would also control ourselves in every other way. So the lack of self-control is based on the lack of the tongue we can't, because we're not controlling our tongue. So the Lord is calling us to get to that level. And even when we teach, even as parents and as church pastors or leaders, as we teach, we need to be an example of what we teach. So all week I've been really watching my tongue. I've been counseling. I think those who are close to me in the office knows I'm going to speak about the power of the tongue. Because after I blow it, I say, oh my God, I'm going to teach about this. I've been studying about this. I'm watching my tongue. Because God is expecting much from us. And as parents, as we talk to our children, teach our children, we need to practice that thing that we teach. Amen. And if we can control that tongue, we've got power. We've got power to control things, to control our life, to control destiny. We can make a, a large horse go wherever we want by, by means of a small bit in his mouth. And a small rudder makes a huge ship turn wherever the pilots choose to go, even though the wind are strong. So because a big, massive horse, just imagine a little child, because the horse has got this thing in his mouth, a little child can just walk that horse anywhere they want that horse to go because of that control of the mouth of the, of the, of the horse. And then a ship, a big, massive ship, can be controlled by a little rudder. Verse 5, in the same way, the tongue is a small thing that makes great, grand speeches, but a tiny spark can set a great forest on fire. A tiny spark of what you say can make a great forest on fire. Just imagine the president of America comes on the news and says, I'm, I'm, I'm in war with the world. Look at the fire that will spark everywhere. Everybody, every nation will be checking their nuclear weapons, their army. Their... <laughs> Just that little word, word it came to say. And sometimes we don't, we don't say it, but we write it. And the messages nowadays is texts and emails. And people read it and they can have heart attack because of what you've just written. And the Lord is calling us, no, we are not of that breed. We are of his breed that speaks life. That when there is storm, when there's trouble in the world, we just speak life and we change something. In the name of Jesus, so shall it be for us as in this house. And we would influence our world with our tongue. In the name of Jesus. And, verse 6. And among all the parts of the body, the tongue is a flame of fire. Fire that tongue of yours and that tongue of mine. So what are we burning? Are we burning things that are contrary to God? Or we are burning those who are made in the image of God. What are we burning with our tongue? It is a whole world of wickedness corrupting your entire body. So if we do not align our tongue to God, it, it will be wicked and it will corrupt your entire body. And please do not say, this is not me. God forbid you are pressed. If we are not full of God, whatever is inside will come out. 
Amen. So we all need to be keeping full of God. Keeping full of God. Amen. It can set your whole, it can set your whole life on fire. For it is set on fire by hell itself. So if it's not submitted to God, it, it could set your whole life on fire because the hell itself is setting it on fire. So this tongue needs to be controlled. We all need to ask God, God, help me to control my tongue. Help me. I remember when we just got married. Um, I don't think we're up to two years in marriage. My husband said something. And I, every time I talk about this, I always say, if a woman gives you an answer, sometimes she calculates it. She weighs it very well and just gives you only a few, she doesn't need to say a whole paragraph. Just a few words. And I said my few words. And then, <laughs> I didn't know the man had less slept. And then, the following day, in those days, when you go, in the, we don't have, we didn't have mobile phones. So you have to use the, you know, in the, in the underground, there is, there is um, a, phone bo- a phone box in the underground. So he got, he used to work in Finchley there and he was working in the hospital in Finchley. So he, he got to the, to the underground. Is it Bessel Park? Bessel's Park. And he, he, he called me from the phone booth. He said, I'm calling you from the phone booth. He said, what you said yesterday really hurt me and I can't go to work. I can't think straight. I need to come back and sort it out. And I thought, uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> So since then, when he offends me, I'll keep walking around. I'm not going to give you an answer. See, me, if I give an answer, you won't be able to go to work. I am not going to give you an answer. <laughs> For a very long time, with my child out of the nonsense. But, you know, <laughs> but then I just, I couldn't give an answer. Since then, I stopped giving answers. Because, and you know, sometimes, even my son will say, oh, we are not talking today. I said, mm, I'm not saying a word. I'm not giving an answer. Because I know the power in the answer I gave. And we need to get to that stage. Sometimes I'm crying to God. God, my flesh is hurting. My flesh, I've got the answer ready. I can, uh, the answer is already made. I can, I can just release it. But because of God, I can't release it. And those who are just getting married or those who are married at the early stage, all sorts of, all sorts of dramas happen. Do not give answers. Keep your answer. Tell Jesus your answer. He knows how to clean you out. But do not give the answer. And, you know, there's so much power in our tongue. It can, it can pierce, it can destroy a family. It can destroy a marriage if you do not control your tongue. It's set on fire by hell if it's not being given to God. So God is saying, give me your tongue. I want your tongue. There's one of my colleagues. She's always, she's always got the, the latest foul languages in her mouth. And sometimes when she tells me, I say, I say, Oh, didn't I tell you I was going to bring you something for your mouth? She'll say, yeah, soap. <laughs> listen, I'm going to bring her soap or toothpaste for that tongue of ours. And, you know, we need the Holy Ghost to bring soap or toothpaste for our tongue. Because if we don't control it, we can destroy things that we shouldn't destroy. Verse 7 of, of, of James chapter 3. Oh, what did I do? Okay. Verse 7. People can tame all kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and fishes, but no one can tame the tongue. It is restless and evil, full of deadly poison. When he says no one can tame the tongue, that means by your power and your might, you cannot tame your tongue. We we might be asking God that power. We need to take it to God. We need to focus, like we've been singing today, gazing on Jesus. 
And that's the only way how you can tame this tongue. If you take your eyes off Jesus, you will not be able to tame your tongue. You will give it as good as you got it. But the only thing is yours is more powerful because the Holy Ghost lives in you. So we need to be very careful. Verse 9. Some, sometimes it prays our Lord and Father, and sometimes it curses those who have been made in the image of God. And so blessings and curses come pouring out of the same mouth. Surely, my brother and sister, this is not right. Blessing and curses coming from the same mouth. Blessing and curses. Is it, somebody saying disgusting. I can hear it. Even though I didn't hear it, I can still hear it. Isn't it from the same mouth? Does a spring of water bubble out with both fresh water and dirty water? Does a fig tree produce olive or olives or a grapevine produce figs? No. No, and you can't draw fresh water from salty spring. So God is saying, your mouth is not made for what we use our tongues for. And because he wants us to, we are a very prophetic church. We are a church that prophesies a lot. And if we use our tongue to prophesy, we mustn't use it for any other reason. I pray may the Lord give us all the grace to control our tongue. Amen. Even in our jokes, may our tongue be controlled. Amen. May it come in alignment with heaven. Amen. May everything about us come in alignment with God. May our tongue be tamed by him in the name of Jesus. When, when Moses sent out the spies to go and spy the land, some of them came with a negative report. And the Lord said, as I live, Says the Lord, just what you have spoken in my ears, in my hearing, I will most certainly do to you. Just imagine many times when we've spoken things in his hearing. Thank God he doesn't always do everything we speak. Thank God he doesn't. Thank God the Lord is calling us higher. City of London, we are going higher. In our speech, in our tongue, we will so much dedicate our tongue to God that when we speak, it will be a prophetic word. Something must be birthed in Jesus' name. All of us, I remember there was a, a, a situation and I was praying about it. And um, every time I pray, there's a reason to criticize or judge somebody or someone. And the Lord said, you will not, be able, you will not have authority to deal with this thing if you keep condemning and judging. So sometimes I try to just keep my tongue quiet and not say anything. But somebody will throw me something, send me a message, and I say, mm, I'm not saying anything negative. The Lord has told me. If my authority is only if I speak life on the situation. The, the word, once I start speaking death, whatever I pray is not going to be answered because I've just nullified it. And the same thing goes for us. Never say this thing is going to kill. Nothing is going to kill you. You are not going to die. You will live to declare the wonders of the Lord in the name of Jesus. We, we, we would live to declare, we would live to display his glory and his splendor in the name of Jesus. Our tongue is what determines what God does to us. Our destiny is at the power of our tongue. Our destiny as believers is at the power of our tongue. Romans 10 verse 9 and 10. This is what we all did to become Christians if we have given our life to Christ. If we haven't, as I read it, just do it. 
that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with your heart one believes unto righteousness, and with our mouth confession is made unto salvation. So we cannot be saved except to use your tongue. That is the look at that. You didn't come, you know, some places you have to do a ritual, they have to cut you, they have to do this, do that. Here, you just need to speak and you are saved. Your heart and your mouth aligns and you are saved. So your destiny. Your spiritual destiny is based on the words of your mouth. And the same way, other destinies can be based on the words of our mouth. So the Lord is saying, control our tongue. Let's go higher with our tongue. Let's go higher with our tongue. So as I'm speaking, if there's anything you've said that is negative and you remember, just say, Lord, I cancel this. Lord, I change this negative word I spoke. Lord, this person that offended me and made me say words. Lord, I'm so sorry for saying those words. I cancel what I said against them. We need to do that constantly as we remember. We need to cancel it. We need to cancel it. We need to take authority over our tongue. What we say to one another, we need to take authority because we create or destroy by what we say. Only what we declare will be delivered. Only what you declare will be delivered. Whether, you declare, whether God delivers you or the devil delivers you, there will be delivery. So the Lord is saying, what, what we declare. Jesus said in Mark eleven twenty three, For as surely I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, how do you move a big mountain? What you say. Whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will come will be done, he will have whatever he says. So our tongue is so powerful. As we speak to the mountains, mountains will move. My time is up, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let me just am I okay? Okay. Okay. All right, so as we say, things happen. We need to watch what we say. We need to be very careful as we are proclaiming things that we are aligning our tongue to heaven. If we look at um, Isaiah 54, verse 17 as well, no weapon that is forged against you will succeed. And every tongue, so it's a tongue that raises up against you, in judgment will be condemned. If you were not a child of God, that tongue that raises up against you in judgment could kill you, can destroy you. But because of your covenant with God, he said it will be condemned. It is a tongue. That means that tongue has power to destroy. So God has to come into the case and condemn that tongue. If not, that word can produce. So the Lord is saying, watch what you say and watch what you hear as well. Some things you hear straight away, you need to kill it. You need to kill it straight away. Somebody says it, you need to say, I reject that in Jesus' name. That is not mine. We need to quickly, somebody throws a word, it's like playing long tennis. And they throw it to you, you need to bounce it back. <laughs> Cancel it. I refuse that, that is not mine. We mustn't accept it. We mustn't, the church of the living God are so powerful. And we need to be careful what we hear and what we accept. Because when you start accepting your partner, in, oh, subconsciously, that word will, be, will start working. It will start working. We need to destroy it. And the Bible says the content, this peace, righteousness, security, and triumph over opposition is the heritage of the servant of the Lord. 
peace, righteousness, security, triumph, and, and um, triumph over opposition is our heritage as a servant of the Lord. And this is their vindication from me. The Lord is the one that vindicates us. So we do not have to vindicate ourselves with fighting and, and all that. God will vindicate his people. God will vindicate his people. So we need to rise to condemn every tongue and bring it in alignment. Why is the, what makes our tongue so powerful? I'm sure I've said it along as we go along. But it is a seed that is sown. When God, Jesus, when God was going to create the world, what did he say? Let there be. The only time he created was when he made man. Everything else he spoke. And if you are like your father, the almighty God, that means there's power in our mouth to speak. Amen. Hebrews, Hebrews 1 verse 14. Are they not all ministering spirits sent to minister to those who will inherit salvation? That's the angels. And then Isaiah, um, Psalm 103 verse 20 says, Praise the Lord, you angels, who you mighty ones, who carry out his plan, listening, to, listening for each of his command. So when we speak his command, this ministering spirit would go and carry it out. So if we speak life and the angels go and carry the life out, when we speak death, who carries it out? Food for thought. So we need to be careful what we speak. We need to be careful. Even when the thoughts come that is negative, I always try and pull it down. Because negative thoughts too can be birth. But especially when you speak it, oh, you just... You know, I noticed a pattern in my life. When something beautiful is about to come, I've noticed it so many times now, so I'm very careful. I always warn my husband, do not say a word. When something beautiful is about to come, somebody will come and wind us up. Something will happen that is just going to make us say something. And I always say to me, don't say a word. Something good is about to come. Do not say a word. Do not say something good. And last one that happened, 2,000 pounds entered our hands that we didn't know was coming. But we, because we refused to say something that will make us sin against God or close the door to our blessing. Once I observed it, and even when something happens against somebody or somebody's offended me, I only tell my sisters, I am not saying a word. Because if I say something, something might happen. And even if you press me, I'm not still not going to say a word. If I'm going to say it, it's going to be when I'm praying. But I'm going to try. We need to always know the power that we have. And use that power rightly. Amen. The Lord, the Bible says in Isaiah 44, it says... Is a long, I'm not going to read them, just going to bring the phrase. Who confirms the words of his servants and performs the counsel of his messengers? The Lord confirms the words of his servants. So that means when his servant prays about something, God carries that word and he confirms it. So that's why you need to be very careful. God has given us words to use for his glory. Amen. So we need to be very careful how to tame the tongue. Like we've been saying, it has to be a continuous habit. When you say it negative, you cancel it straight away. There and there, don't care whether you're disgraced or embarrassed. I don't care. We need to cancel it. We need to watch what we say. It needs to be our lifestyle. We need to continually watch what we say. Let's be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger, slow to wrath. Be quick to hear, but slow to answer. You know, sometimes we think we have to answer immediately. But we need to be slow to answer because of what, because of what our answer can do. Remember that we will give account for every word that comes out of our mouth. Jesus said it. 
And James 2 says, James 2 verse 12, So whatever you say or whatever you do, remember you will be judged by, by the laws that set you free. So that law that gives you liberty is the same law that we judge what you say and what you do. So we need to be very careful what we say as the children of God. Let's control our tongue. Let's control what we say. Be, let's be honest in whatever we are saying. Because it's when we lie that we're looking for more lies to continue to massage this old lie. And the Lord is taking us higher as a church. This, I believe, series is every time I preach about something, it's like I'm doing such, I'm going under the surgeon's um, table. And, you know, even when Dan spoke last week about we speak life and we, we, I believe in life, you know, just thinking about things in our lives where death is and we need to bring those things to life. The Lord is calling us higher and he's saying we should control our tongue. We're just going to close our eyes. You know, when I say that, just focus on Jesus any way you can focus on him and just ponder on when we need to have, where we've said something or thought something that is contrary to him, that has grieved him, that has aligned us to what we should have been aligned to and let's ask him to forgive us. Let's ask him to forgive us. And once you've repented, now start speaking life upon that thing. Let's start speaking life. I will live and not die. I will not die of any sickness that has killed anybody in my family. I, it has no part in me. In the name of Jesus, I will prosper in the city. I will prosper in the field. I will prosper when I go in. I will prosper when I come out. I've got sound mind. I've got the mind of Christ. I am not stupid. I am not foolish. I am wise. I've got wisdom. I, it is well with me. It's well with my children. My children are for sign and a wonder. My children will contend with the enemy at the gates. My children will not bring me sorrow. They will bring me joy. The seed of the righteous shall be delivered. My seed shall be delivered. Let's start speaking what God says. Let's start agreeing with heaven. And so shall it be in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Come on. Thank you, Falake. So there's not much of a ministry time to this one other than just sort it out, guys. Come on. <laughs> I was just thinking as Flacke was just closing up then, just reminded of the verse which says, out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. And if you combine what Flacke preached about two weeks ago on bitterness with this this morning, then you've got a recipe to change your atmosphere and change your life. Because if you deal with the stuff in here, then the stuff that comes out of here is going to be good. There's no, so I, I really firmly believe that you can't separate the spiritual and the physical and both point to one another. In fact, I'm fairly sure that's what Jesus said in the Bible. And um, it's no surprise that the strongest muscle in your body is your tongue. The strongest muscle in your spiritual weaponry is your tongue. And so why don't you just stick your tongue out? <laughs> I just want to see if you do it. <laughs> <laughs> All of those of you who did it, I love you so much. You're so obedient. It's wonderful. But actually, why don't you just like as just a little kind of check on yourself, just be like, just take a little think for a second and just think, man, how is my tongue? Before you even get to the heart bit, how is my tongue? How how is my use of it? Do I build up kingdoms or do I tear down lives? And just in your own way, just take that self-assessment and take a bit of repentance. And then what we're going to do is, I'm going to invite Molly, if you can just like, you know, hand off Baggy somewhere and then um, gather the ministry team. And we're going to just make sure the ministry team is available. We might just like quickly clear some chairs or something. But if you, 
if you have some stuff that actually you're like, you know what, no, I've, I've been really not wise in the use of my tongue, then you know how to deal with it? Repent. And so the ministry team are going to simply just facilitate some repentance. And so we're not doing some sort of pseudo-Catholicism confessional time. But sometimes when you confess something, we call it walk in the light, somebody being able to stand alongside you and just say, you know what, yeah, on the basis of your repentance, I just release forgiveness from the Father over you right now. That's a real freeing thing. And so we're going to invite the ministry team to just come up to the front and just make some space. Just be aware that the worship team needs to start packing down imminently and stuff like that. So ministry team, just maybe fill the front area here. And then if you need to just come and just repent, you don't need to go into details, just come and repent. Just be like, look, I've not used my tongue wisely today, yesterday, last month, whenever. And, and just get rid of that stuff. And then we have got corporate prayer after the service, after something's brewing. And so what you can do is in response to your repentance, come and put your tongue to some good use and start praying a thing, speaking out a thing, see it established, okay? Deal? But why don't we just wrap this up with a prayer first? Well, why don't you just put your hand on your heart and put another hand, I'm serious this time, put another hand on your mouth. And why don't, I'm just going to bless you guys. But right now, Father, I ask, would you make us a house that knows what it is to walk in purity of heart and purity of tongue. That we would be a house that would build up people, build up kingdoms, build up your kingdom in our attitudes, thoughts, feelings, emotions, and words spoken. Would you be quick to hold us to account for where we've not been right? Would you keep us a short account between us and you, Holy Spirit, as to where our hearts have allowed bitterness and that's overflowed through our mouths, God? But would you help us tame the tongue? Would you help us be masters of that weapon? And would you help us use it to, with surgical accuracy, cut through the things of darkness and build up the things of light. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen.